Hey, I'm Dr. T, and this is That's Totally Normal, a podcast dedicated to explaining what's happening to your body during puberty. On this episode, changing relationships. As if body changes aren't enough to deal with, relationships, and I'm not just talking romantic ones, generally undergo some major adjustments during puberty. These relationship changes may be exciting, uncomfortable, or stressful, but they all tend to follow a fairly predictable pattern. This is because puberty causes some changes in the way our brain functions and behaves, especially in an area called executive function, which includes things like organization, planning, and self-control. In this way, our brains go through puberty too, which changes the way we relate to others. So let's look at a few of those relationships more closely. First, parents or guardians. And our listener question of the episode. Why do I feel like I can't talk with my parents about anything? Every parental relationship is going to be a little different, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You growing up is going to be difficult for them. They remember when you wanted to play with them all day long, but now you're more interested in hanging out with friends. It's natural that you're starting to separate yourself from them. After all, you're you. You want to define who you are on your own, not who you are as a member of the family. You're going to want privacy and probably won't want to participate in every family game night. I'm telling you that it's okay. But I'm also telling you that it might be a difficult adjustment for the family. For me, like a relationship with my parents, it's interesting. My dad will come in my room like when I'm on the phone and he'll start yelling at me. And I'm like, do you not realize I'm on the phone? Like, hello. I feel like I get frustrated at them a lot more often. Like, I feel like there's a lot of times where they just keep on talking and talking and talking. And I, there are some cases where I feel like I would rather them just be quiet so I can get back to what I'm trying to do. It's almost 100% certain that you and your parents will experience some conflict during adolescence. And because of some major brain shuffling going on inside of your head, your initial reaction might be more on the emotional side. And while this won't make it any easier... I'm telling you that it's not entirely your fault. Blame your limbic system. This is the part of the brain that's responsible for emotions and memory. And we know that it's on overdrive during puberty. That's why sometimes your initial reaction is one of anger, sadness, or frustration to any parent conflict. So let's practice for the next time you're in a fight with your parents. Repeat after me. It's not my fault that I reacted this way. It's my limbic system. Mainly just the constant nagging of telling me to do my chores because I don't do chores (laughs) right away. It usually takes me one or two times to be asked to do them. And I know, I know to do them, but just, just, I, I just don't have time and like, I'll get to them, but it's just that constant nagging. Next relationship, friendships. I would guess that this is where most of your focus is right now. Your friends are everything and that's good. This is a period when you should be spending time with others who are going through similar mind and body changes as you. We know from studies of thousands of young friendships that friendships between those who identify as female are often built upon very personal conversations and experiences, while friendships between those who identify as male are more concerned with forming a tight-knit bond based on actions. Of course, this isn't a strict rule, it's just a highlight of some of the studies that have been performed on teenage friendships. Either way, It's important that these be healthy relationships founded on respect, trust, and communication. It doesn't matter how many friends you have. It does matter how good they are to you.
my best friend. I learn a lot from him and his like perspective on everything, like life, puberty, his friends, his family. And like, I trust him and I respect him. And I feel like that's why me and him, like that's why he's my best friend is because he does the same to me. Like he trusts me, he respects me. And we just have, we just have a mutual like understanding of each other. Our conversations consist of the weirdest things. Like we'll talk about celebrities, then we'll talk about politics. Then we'll talk about like how much we hate school. And so like literally we can talk about whatever and it's always like amazing. Most of the time, friends don't mean to make you feel bad. They may accidentally say something hurtful or do something that makes you feel angry. Because of that overactive limbic system, it might be your impulse to fight back. Instead, try pausing, reflect, and tell them how their words or actions made you feel. Being able to tell someone these things and having them understand what you're saying means you've communicated well, a measure of your healthy relationship. And if you're the one who hurt your friend, apologize. Practicing this type of communication will help your developing neurons, which are brain cells, solidify into a good pattern for dealing with conflict in the future. Now we're on to peers. Those people who you go to school with, maybe hang out with, but don't consider friendship status. Peers might not be a part of your daily interactions, but they may be a part of your daily thoughts. In fact, it's totally normal if you find yourself comparing yourself to peers, like differences in appearance, clothing choices, or popularity. And let's not forget to mention how the media reinforces these comparisons. But here's the truth. Comparing yourself to others is expected and natural right now, but it shouldn't get you down or make you feel worse about yourself. We're all made to be a little bit different and that's what makes this world so exciting. There's another type of peer behavior that's not okay, and that's bullying. A few studies have actually been performed on those who identify as bullies, and guess what? The limbic system is again to blame. But what makes someone bully isn't what matters when you're being bullied. Bullying can happen in person or online. It can include pushing, hitting, ruining or stealing your things, name-calling, spreading rumors, or embarrassing you on purpose. If this sounds like something that's happening to you, or if you see it happening to someone else, don't be afraid to tell an adult. The reason is that the impact of bullying can last a lifetime in the form of depression, anxiety, and insecurities. But by speaking up, you might just change someone's life or your own. Well, I have experienced bullying at my old school, and it happened for many years. And it wasn't just to me, it was to all the other kids. People would, you know, make fun of her a lot. It was just really sad to see. And, and like, people would, like, tease her and stuff, but she wouldn't even notice it. I would tell them, like, you probably shouldn't joke around like that. And they would, like, say, like, oh, whatever, you're just, like, defending her. You don't have to defend her and stuff. And then they would call me, like, boring. And it was just, like not, it was like a really not good environment. Okay, I know you've been waiting for this one, romantic relationships. If you're absolutely grossed out by the idea of dating someone, just give it a little more time. Developing crushes and romantic feelings toward others is a totally normal part of puberty. And it's all because of those hormones that are operating on overdrive during adolescence. This topic is so much a part of puberty that we're actually dedicating a whole episode to sexual attraction and romantic relationships. So tune in next week for more. 
I've seen a lot on TikTok where it's like a guy and a girl like being best friends and they they're like fall in love like that type of romance. And so that's when I that's what I kind of think of when I think of like a romantic relationship. I'm a sucker for rom-coms like when it comes like I've never been in a romantic relationship. So I definitely fantasize but like I definitely think of my friend and her boyfriend because they're like I love them together. And he's really nice. I feel like they're perfect for each other. And I know that's cliche. Lastly, and most importantly, the relationship you have with yourself. This will continue to change throughout your life, but it might get really intense during puberty, and that's okay. You'll likely feel uncomfortable or weirded out by your body at times. You'll likely wish that you looked more like someone else. You'll probably start to see yourself as an individual that is separate from your family, And this might seem super overwhelming at times. The most important thing to remember is that even when you're feeling insecure or awkward, you're never alone. There are always family members, friends, and adults you can talk to about what's going on. Try not to be ashamed of the things you're feeling because they're actually totally normal. Before we go, I wanna thank you all for listening to That's Totally Normal. If you ever have any questions for me, submit them via my website, on Seeker's social media, or write to us at that's totally normal at seeker.com. Remember, everything is completely anonymous, which means we won't use your name on the show. However, if you're really concerned about something going on or think you need medical attention, please talk to a doctor, a parent, or an adult you feel safe talking to. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate it. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As you probably noticed, our episodes feature thoughts from various young people. I want to thank Noah, Bogey, Lucy, Matilda, RJ, Maverick, Carolina, Kai, and Rohan for participating in our show. Some of these young volunteers are ambassadors for Amaze. Amaze takes the awkward out of sex ed. Real info in fun, animated videos that give you all the answers you actually want to know about sex, your body, and relationships. Visit amaze.org for videos on puberty, sexual orientation, gender identity, healthy relationships, and more. That's Totally Normal is a podcast created by Seeker and Trax. The show is hosted and written by me, Dr. Tessa Commers. Emily Feld is our producer. Caroline Roth, Brian Simagala, and Matt Morales are our Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Ross. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner and Brian Pendergast. Thanks for listening. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.